0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 278 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Because, yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast to all major podcasting platforms. That is, of course, when I have the time to do so, which during the school year, is often very little. But anyway, I want to thank you all for being here today. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you smash that like button. If you're watching on Odyssey, make sure you light up that fire button as well. Today, got a little stuff to talk about. There's a call to action, which uh, I'm going to mention in the very beginning. And uh, again, a little bit more detail about what that is in a bit. And there will be more that you can do. In the coming days, uh, also the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out just yesterday, last night, and I put out a review of it this morning, talking about my overall thoughts on it. But I figured that many of you would have your own thoughts on it as well, because this is obviously a trailer that many people are loving for a wide variety of reasons. Many other people for finding to be boring. And others who are kind of in between, which is kind of where I am with this trailer, because I really like the nostalgic parts, but then I remembered, oh, all I really like are the nostalgic parts. And I think that kind of points to a much bigger issue of what's going on currently in the MCU and also with the future. Of the MCU as well, but anyway, thank you again for being here. Let's say hello to some people for getting started off with our first subject. So, Snorta Poopus Cuber, what is going on? He says, "Hello, humans and other quitters." Hello, Snorta Poopus. Thanks for being here early. He said this at 6:44, and then he said a hello. We got Father Christopher Miller, who was here at 6:53. Hail to you, Father. Thank you for being here, Bruce, in the chat. Hail to you, Bruce, as well. Um, let us see here, Father then says, I have a movie reference, but I'm not going to make it until the stream starts, want to see you've had Odin, well if you tag me in it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it, and and I'm likely gonna read it as well, (laughs) oh Father, should've just put it in right away, uh, Nearsighted Cyclops, that's a new name, welcome, Nearsighted Cyclops, glad to have you here, we got Gary Banjo Sandwich, Worthington, what's going on Gary, he says, hello chat, Spider-Man No Way Home is a retro cash because it sure feels like we are dusting off the old film props and characters and calling it a multiverse. Yeah, exactly, Gary. That That's kind of where I am with the movie because obviously there is the talk of having names... Uh, rather, having people like Toby Maguire coming back, having, obviously, Willem Dafoe, who we didn't actually get to see in this. Uh, so far in this trailer, the only person that is revealed is Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, which was one of the few that was really, like, 100% confirmed early on as far as appearing in the movie. And I think there are some other things, too, where there's been some confirmations and some rumors. So my guess is, is that they are probably going to let this ...wave ride for a bit, and then if things start to slow down, they might say, oh, look who look who else is in the movie, and I guarantee that the new trailer, whenever they have the second trailer coming out, it's going to be another, again, another piece of nostalgia, another actor from greater films, and that, again, is a major problem, because if you have to convince people to go see your movie based purely on better films from 20 years ago, again, it kind of points to a bit of a problem in your franchise we got Laura Story what's going on Laura the modern major general of the story of the story modern major general of the channel she is Laura of the house of story we got Tina B what's going on Tina B thank you for being here tonight and for stopping by um, being here for this first part so Tina thank you for letting everyone know if you have a comment or question please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments, at Odin, no matter what platform you're on, we're live on DLive, Periscope, YouTube, and Odyssey, so put at Odin if you want a comment or question read out loud, I of course will shout out people as they come in, if you see new names, right, I like to shout out new people in the chat or people who are stopping by for a little bit as well. And I I try and do my very best to do that. Of course, if you are a member on YouTube, one of the perks of being a member is that you don't have to worry about tagging as long as you're not tagging anyone else. I I read those comments. But I guess having Tina's comments uh, lit up, I guess I will go ahead and get started off with my call to action. So a little bit of a background. Obviously, uh, Tina has been a mod on this channel for almost three years, Uh, basically at least for two and a half years now. And we know her. We love her. She's one of my Chosen of Valhalla. If you've ever joined us for any of those streams, you know just how passionate she is about movies, about movie history, and uh, about just, again, just how much of an impact films have had on her life. And so she and, and Stephanie B., right, Stephanie B., the other Valkyrie, uh, they both contacted me yesterday, and we had a conversation. And basically, and there will be more details once we have something to actually officially share with it. But essentially, Tina, who has been a resident at a certain location for about twenty years, has been told that they are not going to be renewing her lease. Uh, she just found about this uh, last week, and somehow, some way, she was able to actually mod this stream solo on Saturday. So. I want to again say just how amazing Tina is that even though she was going through a very difficult time, which this is a really difficult time in her life, she still showed up and modded even though it was difficult for her to do so. But anyway, so um, she was told on Friday that her lease was not going to be renewed. Um, and obviously this this came as a bit of a shock to her, and she asked why and if, if there's anything that she could do to keep it. Uh, this is, again, somewhere she's been for 20 years now, and, and really she was basically given the big no, and this has meant that she has until the end of September to move, essentially. Uh, she's been requesting, trying to see if she can get it extended at least to October to give her more time, but with the way things have been going with this place, it doesn't really seem like... That is is going to be the uh, is going to be the case. And so, uh, again, she is going to be uh, having to move out by the end of September from her place, kind of her residence of 20 years. And for someone who has moved even recently, I can only imagine having to move after 20 years, uh, being retired, especially, uh, you know, obviously not having a lot of expendable income either to be able to cover the various costs. And so what we're going to do is, um, and again, it should be live at the very earliest tonight at some point, um, at the very latest sometime tomorrow. And basically, we are, and Stephanie and and Tina have been working on this together. We're going to launch and support a a GoFundMe to try and help cover some of those extra expenses that are going to be heading her way over the next uh, month or so. And again, uh, Tina has been a part of this community for so long, has dedicated her, her her heart and soul to this. You all know she always is saying hello to people as they come in for the first time, having conversations with everybody, keeping me on track as well. Early on, she was keeping track of cookie counts, and so she was writing things down, making graphs of keeping up with just my madness and my insanity, and she's put up with me for the better part of two and a half years, almost three years now. And so, uh, and I know that this is something that it was not easy for her uh, to... ...to reach out in this way, because again, I know it's it's hard for anyone uh, to, to reach out when things like this are going on, but I immediately, when I heard this, thought to myself, absolutely, no no doubt about it, no question about it, and I know I'm going to do whatever I can to help out in this way, whatever I can help out, whatever I can do to help out from my end, um, but obviously we wanted to also, and uh, you know, on behalf of Tina and on Steph, wanted to see as well if once that campaign goes live, if you could, again, You don't have to. There's no obligation here at all. But if you are able to offer any help, any type of financial assistance through the GoFundMe, uh, again, that link will be available, hopefully, um, either some point tonight or tomorrow. Uh, But she did want me just to mention it to give a little bit of a... A precursor to it, um, so that way I could give a little bit of an explanation, so there should be more details as well about uh, the situation, things are going on in the actual GoFundMe, they're still trying to, again, finalize uh, the way things are going, and obviously, uh, a big part of the delay has been the fact that when you deal with things like GoFundMe, it's kind of hard to keep anonymity when you're you know, the one creating a project, and obviously, when it comes to my Valks and when it comes to anyone in general that I interact with, uh, privacy is obviously one of the most important things and uh so once all that has been hashed out the link will be live and we will of course promote it on the live show um and again thank you in advance for anything that you possibly can give when that when that uh campaign goes live um but again you are not obligated to at the very least a prayer um a positive thought a positive word and i've seen already people in the live chat already um you know, sending out sending out those positive vibes and positive words to her, and I know that that alone means the world to her, because uh, again, she's she's dedicated so much of her her herself to this, and so I know that all of us, you know, myself included, the entire Eyes Guardian community can come together and uh, and can help in this in this time of her need. You know, I, I typically I, I don't tend to or, or I don't really have a history of of really you know having these types of campaigns, but when it comes to one of my own, right. When it comes to uh, Tina, when it comes to my Valix, when it comes to my Asgardian community, I obviously care a a very great deal. And again, Tina is an amazing and lovely person and I'm gonna do everything that I can. I saw someone mention something about Friday nights. Uh, again, I can't do that unless I I get, uh, you know, obviously we need something that you just can't, you know, bring up kind of need to have just permission. So if I can get permission to do so, absolutely on Friday nights, um, I will absolutely mention that and, and, try and let people know about the situation as well. Um, but obviously, I got to get that okayed with with the entire crew first. So anyway, again, a kind word, a prayer, uh, but also once the campaign goes live, if you do have anything, um, obviously, it would be very much appreciated. And so again, thank you again for, uh, for showing y'all's love to Tina in the chat. And uh, so because of that, she, once uh, Stephanie gets off of work and comes into the chat, um, uh, she'll just, again, take some time off just because, uh, again, it's been a very difficult time which I can only imagine. Um, I know just, uh, you know, during just my life of, of moving and everything, just how attached you get to a place, especially even just after a few years. And I can only imagine, you know, 20 years, especially, and then being told really with no rhyme or reason uh, that you can't stay. So again, uh, thank you very much for uh, any future donations that you're able to give for her once that campaign goes live. And again, kind words and prayers at the very least again thank you all very much for showing that love to her Uh, again tina thank you for being here tonight i know that's difficult um i know you're dealing with a lot and we got your back we got your back tina and you are phenomenal and amazing and we got you okay so again more information about that will come out in the next coming days and thank you very much in advance all right Let's see, Gonzalo Bergali, what's going on? Thank you for being in the chat this evening. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington tagged to say, just watched The Chair, Assandra series. No idea what it's about, but love the characters. I heard someone at my work today talking about The Chair, saying it was very bizarre, but they liked it. They wanted to find out, like, I guess, more about it or something. So, that's interesting. Interesting. Uh, Griffin Turbo, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, I saw you were here as well. Some of the chat got skipped up on me, uh, so I'm not able to highlight that initial message there, but I see you, Andrew Hoyle. Thanks for being here. Alice McCarthy, what's going on, good sir? Says, howdy and how's it going? How's Thor watching AW Dark on my YouTube on Xbox? Nice, dude. Very nice. Yeah, AW on fire right now. Cannot wait to see what CM Punk does tomorrow on Dynamite. First ever Dynamite appearance. Should be fun. Evan S. what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. We got Kara Tharp. What's going on, Kara? She is a member on the channel. Bryant Barth, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. There's Andrew Hoyle. Hello, everybody. Hello, Andrew Hoyle, my friend from the UK. Hope you are doing well. All right, let's see what father's got. Now that you are alive, I'll go ahead and say we have Chauncey Gardner as president. Wonder if Odin will get this. I don't, actually. I don't get that reference. However, I will say, since Laura is in the chat, my wife and I, and I mentioned this in the Discord, my wife and I started watching The Birdcage last night because... Uh, we were watching our show like we normally do. Uh, we've been watching this series called Face Off from like the very beginning, and it's, it's pretty fun. And then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of tired of this. I, I need a laugh. And so we we, we turned on uh, Birdcage, and oh, man, it was one of the best decisions ever because there's just so many great lines in that film, so many great characters, some of the best acting. And this was something I found out last night. So speaking of the Birdcage, did any of you else know that Emmanuel Lubetzky Oscar-winning cinematographer who won three years in a row cinematography for films like Gravity, Birdman, and The Revenant, that he did the cinematography for The Birdcage in 96. I, I haven't looked it up since then to see if that was early on in his career or not, but that just kind of raises that film to an even higher level. Not that that film relies heavily on like amazing cinematography, but the fact that it is at all present in the movie it's just it's just pretty phenomenal in a lot of different ways so anyway i just had uh to bring that up because it was a fun it was making me laugh just just seeing the discussion on uh over on the discord yesterday so <laughs> all right let me check over and see we got TubeU. you what's going on of you thanks for stopping by over on odyssey member if you have a comment or question please put at odin no matter where you are watching unless you are a youtube member Let's see, forever sci-fi who's a member, what's going on, good sir? Golden Ration in the chat, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, says, Spider-Man, no way am I interested. Yep, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And, and also, too, right, a lot of us have have really been burned by recent MCU films, and let's just think about the most recent thing we've had, which is the MCU series, especially when you go to the film and the series Loki. Loki honestly just made Everything timeline-wise, completely garbage, completely messed up. And now, just even in the trailer for this movie, you have even more messing with time. I honestly think that this timeline stuff and universe, multiverse stuff is going to get so confusing to the general audience fan that I think a lot of people are just going to check out. It's already hard enough getting people to go to a theater in the first place. I I think it's going to get even worse um, when you have a a storyline that's so convoluted and in, if it's in any way, obviously, reliant on anything that happened in Loki, not everyone has access to Disney Plus or has interest in it. So I think just a lot of people are going to get confused, to be perfectly honest. Dean Heist over on DLive. What's going on, Dean Heiss? Thank you for being in the chat. See, Laura's story, tag to say, I had no idea Doctor Strange was going to be in Spider-Man. Hashtag clueless. Yeah, I mean, I I thought I remember hearing something about it, but, yeah, it it almost felt like I was watching, oh, is this the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie that we were told about? Because if this... uh, Again, it seems like we're going to have two films in relatively close proximity to each other, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, dealing with the same type of multiverse stuff. And I mentioned this in my review, that whole concept of Doctor Strange essentially being an idiot and just doing things for the sake of doing them, I just again, it's just nonsensical. Not to mention if if the so-called like King of Magic, the Sorcerer Supreme gets distracted by Peter Parker's talking It just doesn't, you know, some people, I think, in the comments try to say, well, what if it's not really Doctor Strange? What if it's really uh, somebody else instead, right? What if it's, um, I think someone said, what if it's Mysterio or, or someone like that? And I'm like, okay, but that would just, once again, be subversion of expectations for the sake of subversion of expectations. It's just crazy and so infuriating to me that so many filmmakers have decided to take the route of Ryan Johnson and do everything they can in their shows, in their films, to just try and subvert expectations. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, there is a time and a purpose to that kind of filmmaking, to that kind of storytelling. But when you rely on it so heavily, it just gets so old. It just gets so boring. All right, Hologram Nunchuck, what's going on, dude? What's up, dude? Welcome back. See, the R, what is going on, the R? Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Um, I believe you became a member just the other day. I think, right? Let me just, uh, let me double check on that. I want to, I want to throw I saw something like that the other day. Um, but I'm not seeing it up here. I am not seeing it up here. I want to make sure, there he is, the R is a member. There you are. No pun intended. Orange Hat Reviews as a member says, I like the trailer, but I'm still skeptical because of the MCU's marketing phase. Woke. Exactly. Again, the only thing that is exciting about this movie is, oh, I get to see Alfred Molina as Doc Ock again, even though I will say the de-aging doesn't look very good uh, at this point. And I'm excited because there is going to be Green Goblin, and likely it's going to be um, Willem Dafoe. And if you know anything about me, you know that I secretly just love Willem Dafoe. I just think that he is such a a, a fantastic actor and he's so vastly underrated I, I I, really want to see that it's almost like I want to go see the movie but I want to go see a version of the movie with only those scenes of nostalgia and I think that kind of points to the issue right is that I think a lot of us are only excited for any of these things because of the nostalgic properties Gromacow79 who is a member hail to you good sir says hail my beard brother hail to you uh yeah hopefully i'll have the beard uh, for for the rest and remainder of of the school year i, I tend to uh last year last couple years i want to say i offered because i i always am willing to do that kind of stuff um to try and like help help raise money for good causes and so one of the fundraisers that we have at school i said hey if you want to offer you know uh if we reach a goal like me shaving the beard you know me shaving my beard uh maybe some students would be you know inspired by that and so far it has not really ever gotten a lot of traction behind it um so we'll see if it again they're going to try it again this year we'll see if it happens i even said i'm willing to offer um you know, if certain people want to enter in for, uh, you know, you know, getting tickets and, and and raffle tickets and stuff like that, they want to enter in for a chance to even if they if we reach the goal, be the ones to actually like be the ones to actually shave the beard. Um, that could be uh, pretty pretty amazing. So. Yeah, I already have that uh, dedicated to to my school, so that's why I can't I can't do it for anything else at this point. Uh, Golden Ration, what's up, dude? Nathan Slay tag to say, uh, I'm kind of marveled out by MCU. I know that there's friends of mine who are probably excited to see it, but I won't watch it unless it's with them. I, I totally get that, Nathan. I totally get it. I think a lot of us are very ex- exhausted by the same stuff. You know, It's kind of like when you look to a lot of the films that come from uh, Pixar, and Disney Pixar, Disney Animation, you know, even though there have been some good stories, the animation has just become so monotonous, has just become so stylized that there isn't a lot of innovation to be made, it seems. And I think that a lot of these films are falling to the same trap, since most of these films use for their films, what, at least 75% of their visual effects are, are CGI, and of their sets in general are CGI. Blue screen, screen, green screen, I mean, it looks so artificial, then, because of that. It looks so artificial. All right, Dragon Brick, what's going on, dude? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Again, at Odin, the very beginning of your comment, if you have a comment or a question on any of the platforms, unless you're a YouTube member. Let's see. Father here says, Tom Holland's Peter Parker wouldn't recognize Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, so when he says, hello, Peter, yeah, I mean, I, I'm willing to forgive that, Father, only because I'm assuming that... Doc Ock, as a very intelligent person, has an idea of what's going on, right? That he has some concept. So that that's the only thing that I really have to go off on. Like, I think that is one of the few issues that could be explained relatively easily. There's a lot of other ones that are not nearly as, as easy, I would say. Uh, Chrisco, what's going on, dude? Says, have you ever been to a film festival? I've never been to a official film festival. I did in New Orleans. There was a... Uh, Basically, it was a 48-hour film festival. So, the the premise was that you got a crew together. You signed up for it. 48 hours, you had to write, uh, cast, and film, edit, all that stuff um, in 48 hours. And so, I did that once. And that was fun. But That's about the only film festival I've been to. And it was more so, like, people just, you know doing it to have fun kind of thing as where i says odin pizza to cameo spider-man no way home confirmed yeah by the way some comments were just recently skipped so i'm again do my best to try and catch up with as many as i can uh cw Trixie says shang chi and please watch my movie it exists kind of yeah <laughs> seriously um i will say this much uh jeremy johns who i i tend to trust on a lot of things uh, he had fun with it. He said it was a good t- According to his rating, it was a good time. No alcohol required. So it's not to say that it's going to be a good movie because he did have some reservations about it. But we'll see. We shall see. Uh, Rusty Shackelford, what's going on, dude? Thank you very much for being here. Just got to the part of the chat where everyone's showing massive love to Tina. Absolutely. Uh, awesome one. Thank you very much for being here um, let, let's see, and yeah, as Laura says, we got your back, Tina, no doubt, let's see, Tyler Boschers says, uh, looking forward to No Way Home, can't wait to see Toby, Green Goblin, and Doc Ock one last time, there was a rumor that Toby and Sam Raimi are coming back for Spider-Man 4, thoughts on that rumor, I, I highly doubt it, uh, it seems very, very, very strong at this point, or rather, it seems very, clear at this point that Tom Holland is their Peter Parker going forward. So unless you mean there's a rumor that he's going to come back as a character in the next Tom Holland Spider-Man film, that I could totally see happening. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really know what uh, what Tobey Maguire's been doing film-wise for the last several years. I don't think he's really had a lot of uh, big hits or, or big successes, even in more independent films. That to The least that I'm not aware of. I don't really know, again, what, what his main Uh, focus has been so maybe for him it's like hey this is a time for me to you know make make some more money get some you know savings going I don't know so at the end of the day though it's just all nostalgia though man like nostalgia is not enough to be able to make a film or a series good you can only take nostalgia so far before you're just beating it like eventually it just becomes abuse (laughs) and that's kind of where we are I feel already already I feel like Anything with the MCU when it comes to nostalgia, it's just an abusive relationship. Andrew Hoyle says, this is some serious BS. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And again, thank y'all very much for showing all that love uh, to Tina. Again, uh, she is amazing and we are definitely going to do everything that we can. And Gomer Kyle 79 I mentioned this, uh, I get I'm working on it, but obviously I I cannot work independently. And so once once I get the okay from, from the team, then obviously that will absolutely be one of the first things that I do uh, this Friday for sure Tina no problem at all again very least that I can do again we've been now uh, hanging out we, we, we've been knowing each other for over two and a half years which again it's just amazing to me that I've been doing it this long but also just how long you and Steph have both been a part of the channel and so many people in this community as well I was looking back at one of my earlier videos just the other day and I was looking at the comment section I'm like man there's so many people that are like OG like first year uh, subscribers and just so many uh, are here and have been so supportive and so that's one of the things that i love about this community is that we're, we're a small community right we're a very small community right now we got about 50 people watching and that's awesome right because we all have each other's backs we all have great fun conversations and it's great you guys are awesome uh, let's see Hunky chunky monkey monkeys a member says i will shove a duck up their noses dang well be careful with that because you could uh, be—you could become guilty of assault, and obviously that is never a good thing. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, Andrew Hoyle coming in. What's a CM Punk? We talked—we talked about this on Saturday, Andrew Hoyle. If you want to have more—if you want to hear more thoughts about. Uh, the CM Punk return, I cover that in Saturday's stream, so we won't try and go down a wrestling route this time, because I know there were some people who were, who I think last stream were like, I don't know what's going on I, I get it, we're keeping this one movie focused uh, Nathan says, the fourth Spider-Man movie at this point should be a Christmas movie, and have the title be Baby Please Come Home <laughs> I mean, it's coming out in December, and you know what maybe making it a holiday film might actually help its box office because right now I'm I'm still amazed that they actually put the trailer out with a date. I'm still actually incredibly surprised that Sony committed to the, de- the December 17th date. To be perfectly honest, and also to to be uh, theatrically exclusive as well with the way that big budget films. Because if any film's going to be one of the biggest budget films of the year, it's this one. Not only just because of the amount of money they're spending on CGI, but the amount of actors that they're bringing back. Oh, man, crazy stuff. There's 70B. What's going on, 70B? Uh, Brian says, which directors or actors do you think had potential but couldn't live up to it in their potential? Oh, man. um, I feel like there's a lot of independent films that had a, a independent directors that had a lot of potential, but then they got picked up by, by Marvel and, and kind of got destroyed or just got picked up by big studios in general. I think one great example of that was – what's his name? Is it Josh Trank who did the film uh, Chronicle? And it was phenomenal. And then he got picked up to do Fanforstic, if, if my memory serves me right. And Fanforstic was terrible. And obviously, a lot of it was because of issues with the studio. But I re- I really feel like he was on a really good, interesting trajectory with a film like, um, like Chronicle. And unfortunately, I think that his, his spirit and his fire got snuffed. We see this happen a lot with a lot of actors and directors where they get too big too fast and then the Hollywood machine just eats them alive. It's just ridiculous. Alright, let's see, Hungy Chunky, okay, he's, he's bringing it up. He says, CM Punk is overrated, plus he only go, he's only gone back to wrestling because he kept getting his lights knocked out in MMA. I mean, that's not really true though, Hunky Chunky, it's true that he sucked at MMA, that is a fact, but he really didn't have that many MMA fights. I, I think that the reason he came back is because things just worked out. I, I mean, at the end of the day, is part of the conversation and part of the reason money? Absolutely. But I mean, it's not like he was necessarily strapped for cash. He had a he had literally just launched a series on stars. He has been doing a lot of other things as well, and I, I don't think that he was in any way a desperate person. I think that he liked what was going on with AEW. I think that he had a good uh, communicating relationship with the uh, the owner of AEW, and I think things just happened to work out the way that they are. I don't think he's overrated at all, man. Because at the end of the day. No one can deny, not even you, that this is not, you can't deny that this is one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing to happen to wrestling in the last decade. I mean, it it, it was a cataclysmic shift. Now so many more eyes are going to be on AEW come Wednesday. I think when you look at ratings, I think it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. But I disagree. He's awesome. Is he the greatest wrestler of all time? No. But he has this personality that is able to bring people to watch and do, again, so much for the company that he's now part of. Evan S. says the new Melissa McCarthy new Netflix drama looks good. She's a woman dealing with the loss of stillborn and her husband goes to mental hospital. Oh, Lord. I don't know if I could watch that, man. I, there was a uh, one of the best films in Heath Ledger's career was a film called Candy. And there's a scene in there where there is dealing with that concept right there. Oh, man. Uh, People often ask, like, what is Heath Ledger's best film? I think Candy, which is a film no one's seen. It's out of print, I think, on on like Blu-ray and DVD. I want to say it's available now on like Hulu or, or one of those places. It's available for streaming somewhere, but no one's seen it. It's probably one of the best performances that he's ever given. And a lot of it comes down to that scene when he's dealing with that issue. Alright, let's see. Uh, father says, Chauncey Gardner from Peter Sellers' film Being There, one of Sellers' last movies. Sellers is a simpleton gardener that everyone takes for a genius and becomes a leader. Yep, never heard of it. I know who Peter Sellers is, but nothing else. Uh Philly the Hobbit Alan, what's going on, Philly? Over on D Live. Thanks for being here. Let's see. Orange Hat says, All I know is Birdcage is that my grandfather saw it in theaters and yelled, OMG, he's gay or something. My aunts' daughters could not stop laughing. <laughs> I mean, if that was his first reaction, I would love to have seen his reaction throughout the entire movie, because <laughs> let's just say there's a lot of that going on in that movie. <laughs> uh, Father says, being there also gave Peter Sellers an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor in 1980. Ah, nice. Very cool. Uh, Let's see. Awesome. One says, Saw g- Free Guy in Theater's great modern adaptation of The Truman Show. Interesting. Okay. I've heard some things say pretty good things about it, to be honest. Orange Eye Reviews, The way I see it, this is a lead-up to Multiverse of Madness, but yeah, his rashness and unfocused mindset is not fitting for Doctor Strange. It's not It's not even fitting for the way that they presented it. It's one thing to say that it's not consistent with the comic characterization of him, but even the film representation of him, this really isn't what he would do. And, and again... If he would do it, he wouldn't do it in such a way <laughs> that would lead to this kind of mindset. So, uh, the narrative already, even just based on the trailer, just seems like it's going to be such a giant mess. But, again, it's got to be more than just a lead up to Multiverse of Madness because this is a Sony movie. So, Sony obviously has a role in ha- as a hand in this film and they want it to be a giant financial success. And they want it to be something that can continue their Spider-Man franchise. So, we'll see. Left Cross, in my opinion, multiverses are always, are usually always terrible. Yeah, I think it's very hard to do that correct, you know, to do it correctly, but I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's always a bad idea, but you got to do it right. You can't be lazy with that kind of mentality. Bruce says, the version of expectations equals lazy filmmaking. Nowadays, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's a way for a writer when they're stumped to say, oh, I'll just do something unexpected because then I can write it off as an amazing plot twist or something. And it's like, no, that just means you got stuck and you had nothing else to work with and you figured, hey, might as well subvert expectations. Which, again, is, yeah, you're right. Lazy lazy writing. Lazy filmmaking. Indeed they are. Newbie there. Glad to have you here, though. See, Evan asked Tag to say, This is Doctor Strange being an idiot doing spells he shouldn't is why Doctor Fate is a better Sorcerer Supreme. Ooh, Calling someone out there. g 76, tags say, Gary Asmaller talked about Spider-Man real on Real BBC. They brought up how Doctor Strange wouldn't screw up the spell, and they're doing this so Scarlet Witch can save them. Yeah, I think that's totally spot on. Based on everything that they've established, especially in the recent MCU shows, we know that is the direction they are going. The, the direction that they are going is that the future is female. The future is diverse. And remember, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with having diverse casts. There's nothing wrong with having diversity in any way. But when you are shoving it down people's throats, there's an issue with that. There's a huge issue with that. Because then it's not genuine, right? The whole concept of it being forced means it's not genuine. Meaning you don't really care about giving us diverse characters and telling diverse storytelling, etc. You only care about trying to fit narratives, You only care about trying to sell a political agenda, and that is not what regular audiences want to go and see. And, yeah, I think they're spot on with that. I think this is absolutely going to set up, again, kind of combining what you and Orange Hat said, this is setting up for Multiverse of Madness, and then in Multiverse of Madness, the big twist that they're going to have in that film is Scarlet Witch is going to be a huge part of the film, bigger than what anyone would have expected, and she's going to be the one to save the day. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, yes, the member berries are very tasty. You member? I member. <laughs> Man, that was such a great episode of South Park. Great, great episodes featuring the member babies. Member babies? Member berries. Holger Chuck tagged to say, any chance that Goblin could be Harry instead of Norman? There is a chance. However, I, I think that I think fans would much rather see Willem Dafoe back. And if they're going for nostalgia, which it's clearly that they are doing, they're going to go Willem Dafoe's route. Because yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see James Franco back too in some ways. But I don't think if you if you ask any person that's a fan, especially the Toby movies, which one do you prefer, the James Franco Goblin or Willem Dafoe? Night and day. I mean, Willem Dafoe wins hands down. No, no doubt about it. Uh, Tina says, Don't you know? A strong whammon will take care of all the multiverse crap. It'll either be a psychotic Scarlet Witch or Captain Plank. It'll be both. Watch them work together. <laughs> and uh, for gold ration, no, for the school, I already uh, dedicated it to the school. So I, c- I can't take that back now. Favorite sci-fi member mm-hmm. doc. I member. I member too. Awesome one says, I might get scared with, oh yeah, with the naked face. At first I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I, I mean, you can find, I, I believe there are videos um, from earlier in the days of the channel where you can find me clean-shaven. Because there was a time at my old school where I was in a show. Because I do theater. And I had to shave for that show. So, I was clean-shaven for a little bit. Uh, let's see, GomaCos79, about the beard, it's a good cause, bro. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why I'm willing to do it. Ah, there's Stephanie B. What's up, Doc? What's going on, Stephanie B.? Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Virtual hugs all around. And uh, again, uh, thank you all very much for sending love to Tina. And once there is a link to share, we, of course, will share it here. Uh, I'll post it, of course, in our Discord, on social media. And hopefully we can send some love and some help to Tina. And if you want to know more about it, I, I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the stream. And more details will come out as well. Laura says, I think everyone has a movie like The Birdcage that always works to raise their spirits. My go-to movies were always In and Out with Kevin Kline and Joan Cusack. So funny. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, I've never seen In and Out. But yeah, I think you're totally right. I think that everyone does have a film that they can just go to to raise, to raise their spirits. So that this is one film that me and my wife have just always really liked. We've always just loved it. Um, and it's just, again, just so funny to us. And it's amazing because when you see a film so many times, you start to notice new things that you never noticed before. Uh, because as you're trying to remember the lines so that you can just quote them either out loud or in your head, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I never even uh, saw this before or even recognized this before. And it's always great. The other one that we love too is is not a movie. It's actually a filmed version of a play. It's an off-Broadway show called Puffs. And it's literally the story of a Hufflepuff during the time that Harry Potter was at uh, Hogwarts. And so it's hilarious because it's dealing with, again, one of the... uh you know, if you really watch the films, especially, or even if you read the books, right, the lesser of the houses typically is what the Hufflepuffs are seen as. And it's really good. And they're very clever in how they make connections to the book without mentioning specific names to try to avoid, like, copyright stuff. It's pretty awesome. If you've never seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, actually. And uh, we were early supporters. We got to see it live on Off-Broadway. And then we, uh, we loved it so much that we supported their GoFundMe. Um, or, no, no, for them, it was a... Uh, Oh, I forgot what they used, but they had a campaign where they were trying to get it filmed, and we were able to help them uh, with that, so uh, it's hilarious, though. It's great. Uh, let's see. Biver the Hobbit says, your thoughts on Anya Taylor-Joy reuniting with director Robert Eggers for a new film about vampires? Ah, uh, Robert Eggers. Is he the one that did, like, Witch? Because, I, again, I don't... I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff, to be honest. I think that that, that stuff, to me, is just so style over substance. Where it tries to be weird for the sake of being weird. I don't know if which was the one specifically that he did or not. Um, I like Anya Taylor Joy, though. I think that she's fantastic. She's a great actress. Let's see. Gormacos79 says different shot on the dot-oc its trailer splicing. What? What? That didn't make any sense. Joey Horn, what's going on? Joey Horn, thanks for being here. Let's see. Gonzalo says: as noted, that Tom Holland's. Uh, a, attire in that scene is one worn by toby on spider 2 so it may be a quantum leap like moment ah interesting okay okay gotcha but again i think that might be too complicated for a regular moviegoer to be perfectly honest uh michael skewiff thank you very much for the super chat i appreciate it man i'll i'll highlight that message when i get to it in the chat good sir but thank you for that super chat Andrew Hoyle says, Oh, multiverse versions of Peter Parker should look the same and not three different looking dudes. That's a fair point. Yeah. I think that's one of the issues that pops up when you deal with multiverses. Like, the way I understand a logical multiverse is you're dealing with the same people, but obviously different versions of themselves. But if you look the different if, if you look different than the other one, then it's not the same person. Uh, I think that one way of looking at it would be kind of like what they're doing actually fits more so with a kind of an Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus mentality. If you've never seen that film, it was Heath Ledger's last movie. It was his last feature-length film. And he died, like, halfway through filming uh, when they had only they had filmed only the scenes that were outside of what was called the Imaginarium, which was kind of this, this fantasy realm that you went into. And so the way that they were able to finish the film as a dedication to Heath Ledger was that three actors stepped up to be the character that he was, but they were him in the Imaginarium. And so the concept that they played with was that every time Heath Ledger's character entered the Imaginarium, that he looked different because it was a different side of his personality. So that's the only way that you can really make that kind of a concept work. With the multiverse, though, as I said, you have to deal with the same people. The whole concept of the multiverse is that you have you have the same universe, but different things have happened but the people would still have to be the same, you know? (laughs) So, and also, in order for them to make this work, Doc Ock then would obviously be from another universe, so Doc Ock is the same, and yet Peter Parker is different? I think that's a good point. And obviously there's going to be a lot of people saying, you're just overthinking it, just consume, enjoy. And it's like, no, these these things kind of got to make sense too. I mean, come on now. If we're talking about Jeremy John's great, Suicide Squad would have been a better time had I been drunk. Yeah. And I think he is spot on with that because <laughs> it's just not good. Let's the Alice McCarthy tag to say, Doc Ock looked like my grandma in the trailer. Yeah, he didn't look right. It was, you know, he had, the, he had the hair going for him. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then again, they were using that de-aging, which... Again, it's amazing to me that Disney has been so inconsistent with de aging. Now, maybe this is Sony's attempt at it. Maybe that's why it's not working because Disney has like maybe a like a I guess a monopoly on the technology or something. But I'm just so amazed that you look to films like Ant Man and Ant Man Two and the de-aging that they're able to do in those movies, and then you look to what Disney then did with Star Wars, with Luke Skywalker, which looked god-awful, and then you look to, you know, even a trailer like this, and you're like, why is it that the only de-aging seems to work in specific films from Disney, and, and it's not consistent? And even Captain Marvel's uh, de-aging uh, of Samuel L. Jackson looked, you know, at least passable. least passable. Let's see, uh, Brian Barr says, "'Esteb McGuire is going to be in the upcoming Babylon.'" Interesting. I want to say that was a film that was on my radar of, of movies that sounded interesting. But, again, I think that that's a film and kind of a sign of just what little and how little he's he's been doing. You know? All right. Let us see. Jeremy Zikowski says, Some people that I knew are more excited for the Venom 2 film than Spider-Man. Whew. Man. That's kind of rough, too. I know that there are people who are, you know, out there that are excited for Venom, rather for Venom 2. But to say that you were excited for Venom 2 over Spider-Man, that I think is a pretty, you know, that's a pretty big sign that things are not going nearly as well. Chunky says, Assault with a duckly weapon. They will suspect foul play. I love everything about that comment. Uh, Let's see. Crisco says... I know not to trust first reactions, but Ghostbusters Afterlife premiered at CinemaCon, and many are saying it is fun, nostalgic, and respectful to the original. I think the trailers kind of already indicates that that is going um, to be the case. Like, I I think that the trailers are already kind of fitting and, and really filling those narratives, right, of having that sense of nostalgia, but also being an original film that's fun and also respects the source material. I think that's an incredibly important thing. So I would not be surprised if that actually ended up being the case. All right, here's an update from Stephanie B about the GoFundMe for Tina. It says, we will get the GoFundMe for our Tina totally done tonight and set it up. We can do it Asgard. Boom, awesome. So either a link tonight or... um, uh, So either in tonight's stream or at the very least post it at some point tonight On social media. So again, if you're not a part of the Discord server or follow me on social media, and you want to be able to contribute to that to help uh, to help Tina out, uh, please uh, check out the top link in my video description. It is my Willow link, and it has links to all of my social media pages and a ton of other stuff too. Keely Chow, what's going on? Super Anime Gamer says, "Hey, what is up, my dude? What's up?" Rosie Twelve says, "Did Conan arrive?" I have no idea because I have not been to my PO box in like two weeks. Um, so I know there's going to be some stuff for me, but I just haven't had time. This year is crazy because we have the school year. We have to stay later than we normally had. Obviously now I have a son, so I have to pick him up almost right after. So I just, I just don't have time. <laughs> so I will do the very best that I can though to get there before Saturday stream. That's my goal. Uh, and, but yeah, thank you for <laughs> asking. I, I, I will let you know. I will let everyone know uh, when I go. That way, I can uh, give people uh, some shout-outs. Alex says, "Speaking of CM Punk, there's a horror movie on Netflix starring CM Punk. Boom! Brought brought it back to movie focus. There you go, Alex McCarthy. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was on Netflix now, but I remember seeing like promos for it, and I was just like, I don't know, I don't like when wrestlers actually, you know, <laughs> when they actually, um, you know, get into acting." properly. It usually doesn't work out very well. Uh, I agree, ComerCos79. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Totally agree there. all right i not all sure. ComerCos79 then says, I think CM Punk has come back to help young kids like my boy Jericho. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and they thought John Moxley was big. Oh yeah, this is absolutely the, the, the biggest... That they could possibly ever muster. There's no doubt about it. Awesome uh, one says, "Shang Chi arm rings bands are a ripoff of Kung Fu Hustle character who also used ring bands." But is that mean? I don't know if the Shang Chi uh, arm rings are from the comics, which they might predate Kung Fu Hustle. I don't know. I don't know enough about the comics to know that. There's the first comment from Michael Skewiff. Hail to you, good sir. Yeah, AEW, uh, it is pretty good. I've, I've started watching and getting into it a couple weeks ago when I heard rumors of CM Punk's return. Now that he has returned, oh man, if you have not seen that video of him returning to Chicago on Rampage last week, it was phenomenal. Uh, Hardwick is coming in to say, some No Way Home set photos have leaked. One of them shows Tim McGuire and Andrew Garfield on set, sort of scaffolding. Yeah, and again, that's not that much of a surprise. There's obviously a lot of rumors, but Again, when it comes to, to, to leaks and stuff like that, I, I tend to wait for um, more things before I get too excited for anything. And again, the only thing to really get excited about is nostalgia. So if they're there, awesome. It's nostalgia, but it's not going to make the movie good. Bruce says, you have to watch Being There. You just have to. Why Why do I have to? Uh, Aspar says, Candy is on Peacock Prime and Tubi. Well, there you go, Aspar. Yeah, again, uh, it is a film from the uh, filmography of Heath Ledger, one of my all time favorite actors, and it is probably one of the best performances he ever gives. The story is just incredibly sad. If you don't like sad stories and down stories, you're not going to like it because <laughs> it's, it's pretty dark. But again, there's a scene in a hospital that he gives, and especially, I don't know if I could re- rewatch that movie now as a father to be perfectly honest, because I think that scene would get me way too upset. I was already emotional watching it because I bought into everything that Heath Ledger was putting out on screen, but now it's like there's a whole new level to it as a dad. There's a warrior. I like to watch C. Gardner referring to his TV habit, but which gets taken. Oh, I can totally see that. Yeah. (laughs) Punkwaddle. What's up, dude? Hey, better late than never, man. Physics channel. Kenny Lee. What's going on? Good, sir. Thank you for being in the chat. Let's see, Hunkka Chunk and Funk and Monk attacked to say, oh gosh, a retired wrestler unretires to be in a different promotion. That's never happened before. Really shaking the industry up. Yeah. And yet not a single one of those people that was unretired did anything for their company. Again, I understand that you're not the biggest fan of CM Punk, but you cannot tell me that CM Punk returning after seven plus years of being out of the industry. And it also remember was one of the biggest stories in wrestling that we've seen in decades. You cannot tell me that this is not one of the biggest things to ever happen. You can't. That's factually inaccurate. And I think that the numbers, the ratings, are going to make that very, very clear. Strongly disagree with you on this point, Hunky Chunky. You are wrong, Hunky Chunky. You are wrong. All right, Andrew Hoyle says, As Tina said in Discord, Scarlet Witch will turn up to save the day at the end of Tony Stark Jr. That's a good point, too. Absolutely. Hardwick comes in to say something about the way Don Gok looks in their way home trailer. Looks off to me. They apparently de aged him, but he doesn't seem to look right. It, they totally de aged him. That's, that's not even a question. They did. And I mentioned that earlier. Oh, all right, let's see. Awesome one says We need more bald women in our community. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Then, it was on BBC, Mahler said, they're not passing the torch, they are torching the past. That's a great line. That's fantastic. See, Forever Sci Fi then says, Yeah, I thought Franco got canceled. That's right. That's right. James, James Franco did get some cancellation going on, didn't he? See, Rosie G says, James Franco is in some trouble these days and being given a wide berth. So, yeah, maybe that would be the reason why. Hardwick says, I don't think Dr. Strange got distracted. He, he told Peter, stop messing with the spell. This implies that Peter's words were directly affecting the spell itself, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Strange. He's still the one doing the spell, Hardwick. So the point still remains. The point still remains. Because if he knows that Peter Parker talking is going to mess with the spell and that there's going to be a problem, he should then, as a the source of supreme, have the ability to either stop the spell or to control it. So in either case, he is being impacted. Every time, dude. Always fighting it. Forever Sci-Fi. I find it hard to believe that a super serious surgeon who could focus for hours at a time would be distracted by a teenager while performing a dangerous and tricky spell. Exactly. Forever Sci-Fi. That's exactly the point. Exactly the point I was making. Because it doesn't make sense. It does not work logically at all. All righty, let's see. It's not a poops cuber. a member says, "Fortunately, no one wants to see a shaved bear, so I don't have that issue to face." <laughs> let's see. Orange chat says, "It is most likely Defoe goblin. That cackle in the teaser gives it away, but they could still pull a Ryan Johnson." Yeah, and that's a problem with the cra- with the cackle. Um, Orange chat, I think if you first if you only took away an initial like gut reaction, I can see why the mind would go immediately to Willem Dafoe, but when you really just, I think, kind of linger with it, you're like, this is being twisted in such a way, or or this is being presented in such a way where they could easily, I think, kind of have some type of, I guess, artificial enhancement or artificial changing of it. Kind of like what they did with Batman's voice, right? In the Dark Knight. As much as I love the Dark Knight, OMG, the the way that they deepened Bale's voice, it was just not good. It was not well done at all. It was not organic at all. So they could easily have done something like this for that voice to make it sound like it. And it could have been someone else's voice in the process. So, but yeah, I, I think that it likely would be him for sure. But We had to, of course, wait. All right, here it is. Michael Skewiff, thank you again for the 10 Great British Pound Super Chat. He says, The entertainment industry needs to grow up. The simple thing of entertaining and being entertained has gone out of the window. Now it is filled with agenda-filled silliness. Absolutely agree, Michael Skewiff. No doubt about it. They don't care about telling you good stories. They don't care about giving fans what they want. All they care about is, oh... We gave you kind of what you wanted to reel you in. And now that we've reeled you in, now that we've had essentially where we have audiences where there is a guarantee. I don't think it's as large as it used to be for a wide variety of reasons, but they have an audience that they know will go to see their movies no matter what. If you put MCU on the title in the promos, if you put Marvel in it, there are people that will just buy it up no matter what, whether it's good or bad, they'll buy it up. And so since they know that now, now they say, oh, now that we've got you hooked, now we can start to push in our own agenda items. You're seeing it happen in education, too, people. You're seeing the same thing happen in education. And obviously, it's to a much scarier degree. No doubt about it. All right. Let us share. <laughs> 70B, I am not surprised by this at all. She is in the house of Hufflepuff. Girl Macal 79 tag to say, my wife loses it every... Uh, laughing when I pierce the toast scene. It's nostalgic. Always remembered this because of my now wife. We watched the 96 broke up, got back together in 18. Wow, Goma Kyle. That's that's kind of awesome, man. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. The, the, that scene is also one of me and my wife's favorites because, you know, he's like, you got to smear it. You got to smear it. And then he, yeah. I pierced the toast. You're right. <laughs> I don't have to get all hysterical. I can always order more toast. (laughs) So good. There's just so many great quotable lines from that. One that was uh, common or popular last night was when (laughs) Nathan Lane's character complains about the guy chewing gum, saying, you know, he's chewing gum is distracting. It's like chewing gum helps me think you're wasting your gum. Oh, such a great line. (laughs) Alright, let us see. Awesome one. Tag say. Foundation show visually looks great, but trailer implies white man bad, at color people, the answer, why no modern trailers spoil everything. What? I don't know much about foundation, though. I don't like when agenda stuff is being pushed. Russell Shackford attacked to say, Watch the Green Knight over the weekend. I like the visuals and the look of the night, but a lot of it was meh. Yeah, Russell Jaggerford, and I mentioned that in my review. Someone commented saying, I went on Odin's recommendation and hated it. I'm like, I told people that a lot of people is not going to like it. It's not a film that is going to bring everyone in. And even in my review, I said that there are things that I don't like, but there's things that I love. And the things that I love are just, I think, so. Extreme in the ways that I like them where, again, I'm willing and wanting to buy it on physical media to find out more, you know, it's one of these weird things. I had so I had so much difficulty when when crafting that review and getting my thoughts together because it just really was uh, it was a test in a lot of ways (laughs) of, of my own mind. Uh, seventy nine. The trailer sh- is sh- uh, the trailer shot is not Holland, it's Toby that has showed us Holland to throw us off, you know, like they did uh, to the He-Man trailer. Wouldn't that be interesting? You know, the only way that they could have been able to not fool us is if uh, they had the characters yelling, because no one can yell like Toby. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite uh, memes, just the Toby yelling. Uh, let's see, awesome one. Three multi versus Odin. One is Odin with pizza. Two, Odin without pizza. Three, as is Odin. Well, again, the first two, that makes sense as being a multiverse. I I think the third one kind of raises the issue that we're having here. Let's see. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee says, People multiverses should be the same or slightly different at the core with different possible injuries and careers, but not completely different people. And this is a guy whose channel is called the Physics Channel. So, I think the guy whose channel is called the Physics Channel would have an idea... Of multiverse and multiverse theory. And you can argue all day, it's a comic book movie, you're overthinking it. But all I hear from you is consume, 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 which is a problem. Just as Stephanie B says, consume mass quantities. Yep. Nearsighted Cyclops, I'd say maybe Peter Parker will have a goatee. Worked for Spock. <laughs> Would that be enough, though? Would that be enough? Uh, awesome. I just saw the pizza. Consume pizza. Now that's something I can get behind. Andrew Hoyle says, Holland, Tom Holland is very small. If This acting malarkey doesn't work out for him. He could always get a job standing on the top tier of wedding cakes. <laughs> that's kind of mean, Andrew. It's kind of mean. Harwick, in addition to Johns, another critic I tend to trust who gave Black Widow a negative review, gave Shang-Chi a positive review. He even said it has the best MCU action scenes bar none. I think that Jeremy Johns, though, gives us the full picture because Jeremy Johns is clear to say in the first part of the movie, there is great martial arts fighting. And then in the second part, then you get to this middle lull, which is not good. And then you get to this end, which is all crazy CGI fighting with bad fight sequences. So we can argue that there's good fighting in the beginning. But if they're just going to ruin it with bad storytelling and then really crappy CGI fighting at the very end, then it becomes moot. It's like, okay, great. They had good fighting for what, 10, 20 minutes? That, that's not enough. See, Orange Hat. Uh, people who tell us ADDs to blindly consume are fools. That's like telling a fish to breathe without gills. See, Gomer Doc Ock is dead. His sentient arms are what's keeping him alive. So says some leaks, though. Which, again, also doesn't make... Really doesn't make any sense, either. based Based on what was presented to us, at the very least, in the original films. Remember sci-fi, consume, get the jab, wear your mask, get another jab, wear two masks. Yeah, get one every year is now the new narrative as well. Punk Waddle, the Flash TV show, albeit got ridiculous, in the first few seasons did the multiverse different world concept well at least. Punk Waddle, that's a great point. Yeah, early Flash TV was great. I loved early Flash TV. And you're right, they, they did the multiverse right because it was the same actors, they just were different. That's how you do a multiverse. What they're doing right now is just, again, more complicated nonsense or hogwash, as I would like to say. Michael Skewiff, I still have not regained my smell or taste after getting nasal polyps two weeks ago. It has a claustrophobic feeling. Oh, no, Michael. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I hope you get better. That sounds awful. Let's see. Um, Punk Waddle, Venom Bane is the crossover we never knew we needed. <laughs> Could you imagine Venom versus Bane? (laughs) Rosie 12. I don't care of any of it. Venom or Spider-Man bring me Ghostbusters. I can totally get on board of that for sure. Let's see. Can you post the low? The low? There is no uh, link yet that I'm aware of. Um, I know they're working on it. So Once there is a link to the GoFundMe, absolutely. Let's see, Gary Banjo Sandwich, when you have a multiverse, you need rules or it becomes a film no one can watch and enjoy because the writers fail to follow any law. Thank you, Gary Banjo Sandwich. This was the... And this is why I have no faith in it. This was the biggest issue with Endgame. Endgame did not... First off, it wrote rules. Then it didn't follow those rules. And then it rewrote those rules as well. You know? It's just insane to me that we... Even having an inkling of desire to trust these people. Obviously, we can still say, hey, with Sony, Marvel's still involved. Marvel writers are still involved with this because it's featuring Marvel MCU-specific actors. So, I I think that you're absolutely correct to, to point out... That we have very much reason to be concerned because if it's gonna be the same type of logic they tried to use for endgame, oh lord. And there there is the uh final comment from Rosie. So yes, absolutely, I will post the link there. I'll post it on all of the uh the media pages. Yeah. He's almost ten months, he's over ten months old now. <laughs> all right, let us see. Ba da ba da If you're on YouTube, make sure that you smash that like button, please. Thank you again for being here today. Joey Horn, boom. I think that's a good point. Even Jim Cornette couldn't criticize the CM Punk return. Hardwick, the rap gift poster Marvel gave to the cast and crew of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness features America Chavez, second closest to the front behind only Strange himself. Again, pretty much seems like it's indicating the direction they're going, which is not surprising at all. Bruce says, I just sent you Being There, the Criterion Collection Blu-ray. Well, thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that, man. I was like getting me some more of that Criterion. Speaking of Criterion, they're releasing their first 4Ks in the coming months, and they have Citizen Kane that's going to be released on 4K. 50 or, do- $50 or so starting for that. Man... I think it'll be a great deal once the 50% sale goes on, but man, that's expensive. I love I love their stuff, but man. Liquid Blake, Tag say, I've been watching because of the notification, but the stream didn't appear in my sub feed until 50 minutes into the show. Not sure if it was the same for others, YouTube messing up. Yeah, well, I'm kind of used to it. YouTube always messes up, and that's the reason why I have a schedule. It's the reason why I have a schedule. If you like these streams, if you have fun, First off, smash that like button. But two, remember that I have a schedule and I I stick to it. Very rarely do I deviate from the schedule. And if I ever do, I always will post to social media to let people know um, what kind of delay it is, whether it's just a full cancellation or if it's a time delay. And and I'll try and give as much detail as I can with those things as well. So that's another reason why. Just unfortunately, you can't rely on YouTube. You unfortunately cannot rely on YouTube. I also have it where it does send out on Twitter notification and also the Discord as well. So if you don't like uh, Twitter, uh, ch- join the Discord server. If you want to link to the Discord server, check out the top link in the description of the video, and there you have actually links that will bring you to a link that will bring you to the Discord server. Because then at least you can get a notification there. Marvel Doc says anyone who gives Marvel more money at this point needs psychological treatment. <laughs> I mean, I feel like partly, but I mean, it could also be someone like me where it's like I, I, watching it so that I can talk about it <laughs> so that I can, you know, let everyone know what, what's actually going on and give honest thoughts. See, uh, Punk Waddle uh, says, so have we already touched on the possibility that the magician's apprentice is in the same universe and that now Doc Ock has been released from his prison to find his own apprentice? I kind of went over my head. By the way, the R, I did see your super chat, man, and I'm just waiting for it to pop up in the chat so that I can highlight it. But thank you, the R, for that $5 super chat. And I'll highlight it and answer it once it pops up in the chat. Gonzalo Bergali, CM Punk's return is so big that his T become the biggest selling. And if you try to buy it, you are getting a warning saying it may be printed on a different t-shirt style because of the demand. Dude, yeah, Gonzalo, I tried to get a shirt that night and the website was crashing. 5 a.m. I woke up tried to buy it, still crashed and they were actually kind of like resetting the servers and everything and then when I finally got on it, it was still very very slow and I finally was able to, to get one and it was before they, they issued that warning so yeah, there's a lot of indications to say that again, if anyone is going to try and argue that this is not the biggest thing to happen to wrestling in a very very long time you're just not being honest with yourself at this point Robert Frey, what's up dude? welcome to the chat thanks for being here Forever Sci-Fi's member says, Defoe in John Wick versus Defoe in Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu <laughs> shows how much fun he can be to watch because you never know what to expect. Dude, uh, Willem Defoe is one of the most versatile actors. If you want to see a huge difference, watch him in the film The Lighthouse and then watch him in Spider-Man. Compare his performance in Spider-Man to that in The Lighthouse. That dude is so amazing. And again, he is vastly underrated vastly underrated all right let's see Uh, orange hat reviews says the arm rings in shang chi are an alternative to the 10 rings being finger rings that the mandarin wore in the comics i can show you on twitter Ah, thank you orange hat appreciate it appreciate the context andrew hayes welcome Awesome one comes in to say Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys <laughs> tables, ladders, chairs Reimagine. AEW is what I want to see. No, you don't. No one wants to see that because someone's gonna die. Someone's gonna break something, and it's just not gonna be good. I mean, I love all those people. I do, and I think Edge actually. I love seeing Edge. The one thing that I do like about WWE right now is 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 that the fact that Edge is still wrestling. And the fact that he was able to come back from what was thought to be a career-ending uh, injury, I always I, I love that. I love when new technology and new procedures come around to give people the opportunity to do something that they love again. I felt the same way when Daniel Bryan was able to come back, and now, of course, he is on his way over to AEW, so that's going to be awesome to see. And it's also really cool to see that with Edge as well. And I, I think Edge still is in really good good shape, and obviously his his ring style is is not going to be able to be the same as it once was, but I think he's going to be able to adapt it. So, alright. Uh, 13th Warrior. I became extremely tired of Bale's Batman voice to the point it made it very difficult for me to enjoy the movies. Oh yeah, dude. Again, they, they boosted up the bass in Dark Knight so bad. I remember the first time he speaks in the Dark Knight, I laughed. That's how bad it was because literally just goes... And I'm like, that, that's not his natural voice. This is ridiculous. Here it is, the R. Thank you for the $5. Says super chat. Says here, apologies if you've answered, but did you see Conan? I've not. Um, I just got it in the mail, I believe, according to Rosie RosieG12. So I've not seen it yet, but it has been sent to me. And I just need to pick it up for the P.O. box and then sit down and watch it. But my time has just, I haven't had a lot of it with school. Kaylee D, what's going on? Welcome back. Hologram Nunchuck tagged to say, if Toby shows up, I hope we get emo Spidey from Spider-Man 3, dancing and all. Yeah, again, that's all I would want. I- I- if the film is not going to be able to deliver on other ends and only be able to deliver on nostalgia, then give me full-fledged nostalgia. Because at the very least, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is great. I would love to see. Dude, uh Bully Maguire? Yes. In fact, I say... I say let's just have a Bully Maguire film. And if you don't know who Bully Maguire is, just look up on YouTube Bully Maguire and you're welcome. You are very welcome. <laughs> but he, he should have his own movie. That's what I want. Prefer sci-fi, I'll I'd tell the sorting hat to <laughs> to F off, but that would likely land me in Slytherin. I'm a real I'm in a real bind here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, again, according to Harry, you can tell the hat where you want to go, (laughs) which kind of makes the whole process kind of silly. Oh, man. And I know that the official line on it is, well, it takes your it takes your desires into consideration. You know what I mean, though? Uh, Andrew Hayes had to say, saw the new Spider-Man trailer. Can't say I'm excited about Spider-Man becoming Dr. Strange Jr. in this one. Marvel doesn't seem to have faith in Spider-Man. First Iron Man Jr., now this. I say nay-nay to that, Andrew Hayes, because I don't think he's going to become Dr. Strange Jr., because I don't think he's going to do any magic. But he is still very much Iron Man Jr. And he's still got the nanobot suit and everything. It's like, can we not just have a regular Spider-Man movie? No, because we have to have everything be huge, gigantic budget to try and, and, and to lead to something bigger. Wouldn't it just be nice for us to be able to have a regular, mid-budget, $50, $60 million maybe, Spider-Man film, a nice like 90-minute, hour and 45-minute film just dealing with Spider-Man on one of his adventures? That could be awesome. That could be cool. That could be worth watching. But we can't have it. We live in an age now where these studios are trying to get and, and squeeze and, and literally just... Squeeze as much life out of every franchise, every dollar they can get, to the point where they leave nothing left. There, there's this empty husk left over, and it's lifeless. It's so, so sad because there's just so much potential that they have. Let us see, Hardwick says, to be fair, if someone was conceived at different moments in different multiverses, he might look different in each, like siblings who have the same parents but don't look identical. Again, doesn't work with the concept of a multiverse, though. I see where you're trying to go with that, but it doesn't work. Bruce says, the birdcage is an easy go-to choice for a good laugh. I was able to see it in the theater during its initial run. That's awesome, Bruce. I can only imagine (laughs) the kind of theater experience that would be. Oh, man. Fossey, Fossey, Fossey! Forever Sci-Fi, somewhere out there is a universe where Odin is eating a pineapple pizza. You see, yes, there is an alternate universe. However, I have found that alternate universe, and I have destroyed it. And I'm a pacifist by nature. But when I found alternate Odin eating pineapple on pizza, I I couldn't let him live. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, I also have a degree in physics. Just saying, Andrew Hoyle, I don't think I ever knew that about you. Would you agree? Would you agree with the physics channel with Kenny Lee's assessment then? Would you agree with his assessment? Let us have the physicist have some conversations. <laughs> Ray Artagarion, if this film does not have Bully Maguire in it, that would be a huge missed opportunity. I completely and wholeheartedly agree. Bully Maguire, if he's not in the film, waste of time orange hat in the spider verse did it semi correctly with two peter parkers looking alike but not 100 identical yeah but they were they were essentially the same person right so i, I think that that is absolutely a, a much better understanding of the concept for sure absolutely absolutely uh laura story i like kung fu she says i love kung fu seventy nine. I like Jeremy. He's the least SJW and seems based. Stuckman didn't like as much. Um, I didn't watch Stuckman's because again, Stuckman gave up on doing reviews. It's funny. He's like, I'm dedicating my time to filming and I don't feel the. I don't feel like it's right for me to critique other movies anymore. And now he's still putting out reviews, but he's just not giving grades. It's like you're just. It's just a cop out at this point. It's like you don't want to step on anyone's toes. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I kind of went off on that subject, actually, on uh, the podcast that I do with John Flickinger. So, it's it's the podcast that we did for his his Patreon. Uh, I I let some things out. But, yeah, Jeremy Johns is definitely... Uh, Jeremy Johns and John Flickinger, probably some of the best movie reviewers right now. If you want, like, a regular everyday man perspective. Look Blake, the Peter Parker's into the Spider-Verse use two different character models for the different multiverse identities. It has precedence. But again, it comes down to that they are they are similar enough to where you can tell that they're the same person or meant to be the same person. See, Punk Waddle says Spider-Verse was a fun movie. We don't need a live action Spider Verse unless we have Nicolas Cage reprising his role as Spider Man Noir. I I would like that. There's anything that was good about the Spider Verse, it was that I did like the story of Spider Verse. By the way, it was the animation, and it wasn't even the animation. It was it was it was the way the animation was presented, the way that the images flowed together in this almost like semi stop motion way it was so distracting, and just ah, it just wasn't good. Hardwick, Doc Ock, it was dead, and only his tentacles was keeping him alive. Wouldn't he look horrific, considering that he has boiled to death? I'm inclined not to believe that rumor. Um, again, ba- based on what we saw from him, though, he, he wasn't really... I understand like, you, the what you're trying to say there about being boiled to death, but he really didn't show any visible signs um, uh, from what we could see from it. But I-, I would say that there's a lot of reasons why that rumor doesn't make any sense. A lot of these rumors in general that are being brought up don't, don't make a lot of sense. Oh, Marby Doug says... The new Ghostbusters looks like Goonies meets The Crying Game. Again, it looks like fun, though. And if it pays respect to the source material, then... At the very least, I think... Based on the trailers, based on early reaction... I think that Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife is going to be, at the very least... For most people, an inoffensive continuation of the story. So, not necessarily a good continuation that they love... Or one that they hate, but inoffensive. And you know what? To be honest... If a film is inoffensive, you know what? I, I think that that's a good thing. I would rather a film just be, you know, inoffensively okay than for it to be something like Ocean's 8. A <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. Uh, *Go* Can I ask for prayers for Phil Valentine, a conservative radio talk show host in Nashville who died of the COVID and some folks are using him as an example. Sorry, no, you're not a political channel. Yeah, I mean, I, politics, obviously, you know, it's the nature of the game. It's part of the... You know, it's a part of the natural world, so it comes up. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, prayers go out to anyone who who goes through anything like that. And obviously, I hate when anyone's death is used in such a way. It's 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 despicable that anyone is using that death in, in the way that they are. See yeah, uh, Thirsting Warrior says ten month old, no wonder you look so much older. <laughs> he's actually he's actually really good though, because he has been sleeping through the night since he was like a month old. Baby Thor is 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 a champ pretty amazing uh i don't know if anyone else had that issue happen with the the stream blinking but you're all still here so thank you for being here smash that like button please 60 people still watching smash that like button got about 13 minutes left in the show i'll share uh CW deputy trixie says into the J jonah jameson verse exactly <laughs> Again, I do like him being back. I do like having J. Jonah Jameson back. But, again, his being being brought back is not even going to be given any time to really mean anything. Because, okay, maybe the first ten minutes is going to be Peter Parker running from the fact that people know who he is. And that makes the whole J. J. Jonah Jameson thing just a throwaway. Just, a, again, another bit of nostalgia. They're going to use that just to have a couple of lines spoken... And then they're going to have this moment with the spell, which, again, doesn't make any logical sense. And that way they can have more moments of nostalgia to try and keep people interested. And that's just not enough. It's not enough anymore. All right, let's see. Punk Waddle says, My brain was having its own what-ifs. Basically connecting the different roles each actor has played. Uh, Bane and Venom by Tom Hardy, Doc, and the villain from The Magician's Apprentice. Ooh. Yeah, I think that that could be an interesting... Approach, though. But that would be, I think, in a better world when we could actually do those kinds of films <laughs> without like the contracts and things like that. Gilmore Kyle 79, Shadow of a Vampire is great. He was nominated, too. Interesting. I don't think I ever saw that, either. Andrew Hayes says, How many of the WWE wrestlers are part-time old guys... The Part-time guys these days? I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> they brought Brock Lesnar back again. And I know that there's definitely some you know excitement to that understanding because he is a very intense person but it's like how many times have they brought Brock Lesnar back it's like he's contractually obligated to come back every year around this time to start some feud and then disappear it it just gets old at least again with CM Punk he was gone no one thought he was coming back and him coming back was actually a genuine surprise and he's not going to be part-time he's going to be working a, a full schedule See, Hardwick, have you heard of the new Jason Momoa Netflix action movie, Sweet Girl? It has a stupid Shyamalan twist-style twist towards the end. No, I haven't, actually. I'm not not much of a Jason Momoa fan, to be honest. Like, I don't go out of my ways to see his movies. See, Alice McCarthy says, CM Punk's return prompted Brock Lesnar return and Becky Lynch win in a squash match for the Women's Championship on SmackDown. Yeah! I I heard about Becky Lynch, too, and it's just like, it's sad, right? It's just sad that WWE has gotten to such a state where they will just throw away things. It's just, it's just, it's just so bad. That's why I gave up. I gave up on it a while ago because I just was so tired of it. And then I gave up on all wrestling. And guess what? CM Punk brought me back. Just gonna be honest with there. All right, G seventy six says, Willem Dafoe in Boonock Saints* is amazing, dude. That might be one of his best roles, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely agree there. Boonock Saints*. Speaking of uh, underrated films great movie great cult cult classic right there i up until the last year or two would watch it every single saint patrick's day it's a pretty fun tradition and the only reason why i didn't watch it was because obviously uh priorities change (laughs) uh hardwick did you see red fraser interview clip i dm'd on twitter been going viral recently because of how touching his reaction of the woman interviewing him said he was I saw I saw the the, the message but I didn't actually watch it yet and again it's because I, I get to those clips and then I, I just lose track of time and then I forget and it's a it's a problem it's one of the problems with adD as well short-term memory is not very good awesome one uh, Odin has a massive pizza budget <laughs> I would say I have a moderate pizza budget. If anything, I have a massive pepperoni budget. Because I get the pepperonis that you can put on yourself. Uh, Alex says, Is just me or am I the only one who sees the multiverse seems lazy? No, it is lazy, dude. It's like, oh, we're out of ideas. Let's just throw this comp. And here's the thing, too, is that it's lazy. And then since we know that there's a good chance that they're going to handle it lazily. If you handle a multiverse lazily, it just makes people confused. So all they're going to do is just make things more convoluted and more complicated and they're think they're going to think to themselves oh we're being so smart and critics are going to love it because of how smart it is but general audiences i honestly think are just going to be like "Ah, i'm done this is this is stupid this is silly i have no idea what's going on anymore at this point uh sahil what's going on Uh, Let's see, Nearsighted Cyclops, a Spidey movie in his prime rather than as a teen might be nice. Agreed. I I, I totally agree. Anything, anything that's actually an original concept would be awesome. Instead of just a giant, bloated, big-budget film that's all trying to lead up to something else. Why can't we just have a one-off? Remember when we had, like, one-off movies (laughs) that just stood by themselves? Those were the days... John Winkster, what up, dude? What up, chap? Don't care for dude, Iron Boy. I'd rather just rewatch the Raimi trilogy. I would rather watch the Raimi duology uh, until the very end with <laughs> the running in the wedding dress, which still causes me cringe, and then I'd probably skip the third film. Go back seventy nine. I miss Robin Williams, and your little Viking on your thumbnail needs pizza in his hand. So there are some versions that uh, have him with pizza in his hand, but not all of them. Um, so yeah, there's different, there's different personalities. There's different emotions. I have, I have a whole plethora of them. Shout out to, uh, the Banshee for designing those for me again. It's been great having those in the, in the thumbnails and having random comments, talk about them. It's pretty great. But yeah, I I agree. I also miss Robin Williams. International treasure. is Cuba. Ragnarok came early for Pineapple Pizza Universe. (laughs) Yes, it did. You're right about that tina says listening in the background but spidey no way out have to have time for feelings in his hallways or rooftops peter and zendata moment okay i'm gone again carry on <laughs> as you know i i don't have as big of an issue with that relationship as tina does um but i understand yeah all right bruce says here in the theater the birdcage killed it was one of the best out At the movie's experience I've ever had, the place was a riot with laughter. Don't you miss that? Don't you miss when there was a movie that could get the entire... I feel like modern-day comedies just don't do it. I feel like modern comedies are such a failure at an epic level to be able to to bring about any sense of, of common joy, right? I think there's a lot of films that are able to you know, only hit certain marks and, and only hit with certain audiences. There aren't a lot of just great comedies that come out anymore. It really is a genre that has seen a lot of loss, right? As far as, as quality is concerned. Let's see, Andrew Hoyle agrees with the Physics Channel. Good. Very good. Yes, very good indeed. 70B. That's what she said. Uh, Joey Horn tagged and said, Am uh, I maybe misremembering, but I could have sworn Peter Parker was a genius. Why do they keep playing him as an idiot? It's a fair point to make as well. It is a fair point to make. I think that he is presented in a way where there is a genius, right, with the way he can create uh, his web shooters and things like that. But uh, I think, actually, to be honest, to be fair, I think they might, they're presenting him, I think, more so lacking common sense. And that is something that is pretty common amongst people who are geniuses or people who are very book smart, intelligent, where they're very good with that. But when it comes to common sense stuff, they come across in an idiotic way or in an idiotic fashion. I have no idea if that's what the comic version is presented as or not, because as I've always made clear, I'm not a comics expert by any means. But that does make some sense to me at the very least. Oh, yeah. Someone mentioned the schmoes. Dude, I remember the schmoes used to be great. Man, I remember Schmoes knows when they would do reviews. It was again another great every man's perspective on things. You know, you wouldn't go for the for the for the high concept reviews. And then, yeah, you're right. They sold out. They become they became massive shills. And now they, they all they do are like this is the game show, right? Isn't that all they do? Is trivia? Like all they do is trivia games now. And it's just like, God. Sad. Uh see Orange Hat Reviews. I think we're all forgetting the main issue here. Why didn't Doctor Strange not repair the roof on the Sanctum Sanctorum? That's a great question. That's an excellent question. (laughs) And I don't think there's a good answer for it. I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, oh, we just thought it would look cool. Or they're going to have it be a MacGuffin or something like that. And You know, I wouldn't be surprised, or even more so, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the character played by Benedict Wong is going off. He's, like, going off because he's like, I gotta get something to prepare, you know, there needs to be a certain type of wood or something to repair the roof or something. Something like that would be stupid. Just to get him out of the picture. For a time. Because then, what does he have to do? He has to then rely on someone like a Scarlet Witch instead. Andrew Hayes, speaking of movies coming in December, what are your thoughts on Steven Spielberg's doing West Side Story? It's stupid! It's a movie that no one asked for. It's a movie that doesn't need to be remade. And all that it is is an attempt to try and remake it with, again, a, a truly diverse cast. And it just, it's not going to be good. And I think the lead actress has already come out and said some really stupid stuff. So I, I have no desire to see it. See, Alex McCarthy says, A Joe Janet Jameson movie would solve everything and every problem. I agree. Yeah, give Jay Jonah Dan- again. Imagine if the the Spider Verse was just a series of small, I guess you could even say somewhat interconnected movies, but are mostly independent. That sounds great to me. I don't, I don't need everything to have like a clear connection with the with the with the next movie. You know, as long as there's even just a basic connection, like imagine the first film you have is, you know, dedicated to Spider-Man. Say so you have another film that's dedicated to J. Jonah Jameson, right? So Spider-Man is still around, but it's more from that perspective. I think that could be a cool way. Like if you want to innovate, that's the way you innovate. But for them it's like, "Oh, the way we innovate is through diversity." And it's like, "No, no, 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 D- diversity for the sake of diversity does nothing." That's, there's no innovation there at all you want to truly innovate you innovate by telling stories in different ways but again they they can't do that because they think that this is the only way to be successful because it has been for a long time people have been buying their garbage for a long time and they're not stopping punk waddle we believe in a better world yes 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 gormacal 79 uh, Willem Defoe, uh, Shadow of Vampire, is good. Ooh, okay. I, I, again, I do, I do like me some Willem Defoe. General Wingster, Odin in Brock Lesnar voice. Let's do this. That's my, that's my Brock Lesnar voice. He doesn't usually talk. Normally, it's Paul Heyman speaking for him. <laughs> so, so my mind immediately just goes to a more high pitched voice for him. Uh, Soul Assassin, did you see? That animated Witcher film that came out the other day, it's pretty good. No, I haven't. I didn't know they made an animated one. That's interesting. All right, we are right at about time. So, just going to try and get through the last comments that I can. Gonzalo Bergali, there was a firefight. Yes. Such a great line. Such a great scene. Such a great movie. Come across, I mean, I watch Boonock Saints at least four times a year, even like two. Oh, yeah. Hardwick, I'm tired of nanotech suits. Miss when Iron Man suits had weights and have to them and looked like something tangible and real. Or when <laughs> the character of this specific film, Spider Man, had you know cloth based <laughs> at the very least. JK Bugz seventy six, what's up, dude? Just got here right at the end, man. Uh, sort of poop is. Oh, it likes a little pizza with his pepperoni. Exactly, just a little pizza, mostly just pepperoni though. Uh, we got Groundhog 79. I quit Marvel after Endgame, but I tried to give WandaVision a chance, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, same way. Uh, Endgame to me was just such a travesty that it just, I don't see any of the films being able to really recover anything from the former glory of the MCU. And all of the MCU shows had major, major issues. Uh, JGW76, The Toy, I still have not finished The Toy. I've I, I, I started it, and I just can't get into it to, to want to watch all of it. Wado, we don't need more origin stories remaking origin stories just makes the character uh, uh, just tries to remake a character give me dread a day in the life kind of movie exactly you don't have to do a dread sequel just hey this is just another dread movie there hasn't doesn't have to be a direct correlation Raj H thank you for that thumbs up super sticker man appreciate it uh, Oz McCarthy I went to see Spider-Man 3 with my roommates in college and I remember yelling out what the F is this during the dance part <laughs> I think I laughed. I think I thought it was so bad that I was laughing at it, to be honest. Let's <laughs> see. Dog says, are you aware that your profile thumbnail has a, a triquetra in it? Triquetra. It's a... Um, the design, my wife made the design. It, it's, it is a, it's a symbol. It's a Celtic, I believe Celtic symbol of the Trinity. It is religious in origin. Daniel Thorne's Spider trailer was great, but Doctor Strange not acting like himself, MJ not being Mary Jane, and Spidey uh, using Iron Man's suit took me out of it. Yeah, I can understand that. And I still I don't find as much issue with the whole MJ stuff only because she's not Mary Jane Watson. At the very least, they've done that, right? Like It'd be one thing if they clarified that she was Mary Jane Watson, and I can see why people could have issue with that, but she's not now I, I think that it's not good either because clearly just by calling her mj they're, they're having that indication but again it doesn't bother me nearly as much because of the way it again it's it's being presented at least Save 6 the Bird cage. and mrs Dopfire could not be made in 2021 can you imagine the purple haired sky shrieker sjw slipping out oh no no doubt about it no doubt about it none of those films will be able to be made today See, Daniel Thorne, you can tell MCU had influence in the movie just by the colors used in the trailer. They are bland and muted. Yep, that's a great, great point. That's actually a fantastic point. Physics channel with Kenny Lee. Peter Parker in the comics is a genius. He is a biophysics expert. Yeah, I knew, again, about the genius part. I guess it was more so the common sense part that I wasn't sure of. Uh, Thanks, Warrior. Got to go, China, for a very special Wuhan... (laughs) Bruce Wong have to go to Tibet to get the wood. He's busy during the movie. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and I get Thirsty Warrior, I'm assuming that's a reference to when Benedict Wong left. Yeah. It's like, gotta go to China. Gotta get the special wood. Yep. The Wuhan wood. Good. Pizza is a great thing. Pizza is a wonderful thing. All right. I do need to start ending things. So I'm going to start skipping some comments. Uh, people who've asked a lot. Hardwick says there was no way home. Plot leak that was later confirmed true by many details from the trailer. It says Reason Wong is leaving to go fight the Abomination in Shang-Chi, which again is so stupid. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, I prefer Toby's Spidey, but much prefer the web shooters for Toby's squirty hands. That just reminded me of the villains Brown Window from the Venture Brothers. Nice. <laughs> righty, All right, so I do have to skip some comments because we are over time. Let's see. Punk Waddle says, I mean, the Indiana Jones trilogy was a story. It was eventually got more backstory as they went on. Exactly, right? That, that's all you really needed at that point. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, First sci fi. Imagine if he did run into Mary Jane Watson later in life. Seems like calling. Uh, your new girl by the same nickname as the old oh no again i'm not saying it's a smart idea what they did i'm just saying it doesn't bother me nearly as much especially as i said since i don't have as much connection one to the to the source material but also because they do have somewhat of an explanation but i agree that's an excellent point though because it's just again kind of ridiculous anyway you guys are awesome thank you again for being here uh again thank you for the love and support we will have a link out to help to support tina if you missed what happened earlier uh long story short uh tina uh the place where she lives her rent is not being uh, rather she her lease is not being renewed and it's putting her in a bind because she has basically a month to be able to after 20 years find another place to live and it's one of those situations where it's fixed income and there's some issues. So there is going to be a GoFundMe that is going to be live in the next 24 hours. So just to put that on everyone's radar, I, will, of course, as soon as it's live, I will post it on all my social media pace, uh, places, including the Discord. So if you get the very least, send love, prayers, kind words to Tina. Even if you can't donate anything, obviously, there's no obligation. Um, it's one of those things where rather if you can, great. And if you can't, at the very least, thoughts, prayers, um Kind words as well uh, when she is here on the stream. So anyway, uh, seriously, you guys are awesome. You guys are great. Uh, And thank you again for your love and for your support. And a huge shout out, of course, as always, to my Valks, Tina, and Steph. And again, they have been with me for a long time. Um, You know, really not that far off from each other, to be perfectly honest. And so they've been with me then for almost three years, which I don't take for granted. I, I think is incredibly... Moving, that they they put up with my nonsense for that <laughs> length of time, and again, huge shout out to both of them, and especially Tina as she's going through this. Again, I know that she's having a difficult time with it because again, if you've been in the same place for twenty years and you get kind of blindsided by this thing, um, I can only imagine what she's going through. So again, we will do everything that we can here at Asgard to help out, and obviously uh, anything that you might be able to do as a member of the Asgardian community. To help would be great, and again, links should be coming in the next day or so. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Again, thank you very much for your love and for your support. Thank you for being here tonight. Want to shout out my members at the Army of Asgard level and above Jonathan Marshall, Eric K., Cornelis Schultz, Fedigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, George Molo, Grim's Wicked Plumber, Gomer Kyle 79, Caratharp, Dabby Walking 55. Uh, MTAC Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Hat Reviews, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are freaking awesome. Much love to everyone. Thank you for watching wherever and whatever platform you've been watching on. You're all amazing beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Love you, Stephanie B, and everyone here tonight as well. So happy seeing all of the amazing love being shown tonight. You guys are great. Have a wonderful night, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now, for a huge shout out to all of my August locals, Patreon, and Subscribestar members. Starting off with my locals crew, Cats App, The Real It, D Sharp, Bifford a Hobbit, Robert Barnes, and Goblin Squatch. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on locals. And now, on to my Patreon members Andrew Hoyle, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And lastly, to my subscribe star peeps, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash the New Number 2, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And a shout-out to one new member, Hannibal Grimm. And a huge shout-out to newest members, Brandon and Joe Horn. Thank you all very much for supporting me on Subscribestar, and to everyone... For supporting me on these platforms. Also, a shout out to all of my YouTube members. You get shout out at the end of every single live stream. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and every video, please check out my locals Patreon subscribestar. Uh, and you can go ahead and find those links in the top link of this description. You can find it's called the Willow link, and it'll have a list to literally all of the social media platforms and all the different ways that you can support the channel. If you join at the one dollar level, you can actually get your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream. Five dollar level, give you that plus you get access to exclusive giveaways of 4k titles right now i've got tons of 4k steelbooks to give away this month including for top gun i also have a quiet place part two I have Snatch on 4K, the John Wick Trilogy on 4K, and also I have a Sicario 4K disc as well, and a bunch of others that are going to be coming in this month too. So if you want to have access to any of those types of exclusive giveaways, join at the Army of Asgard level. At the $10 level, the Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get all of that, plus you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, including instant reactions when I go to see movies. I do quick little filmings of myself and talk about the films that I have seen and my instant reactions to that. You also get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John on the flick pick flickinger once or twice a month, and you get to also ask us any question that you want. We put q and A Q&A post up, and you get to ask us what whatever it is that you want to ask. So again, if that sounds cool to you, keep it the Bifrost level. And lastly, there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, where you get all that stuff. Plus, in your first month as a Chosen of Valhalla member, you get a free T-shirt, your choice, ship it anywhere in the world, and also you get to once a month be featured on the OMB Reviews channel, and you get to talk with me. We usually chill out for three to four hours, and I like, ask everyone what they've been watching, what they want to talk about, what they want to promote, and it's always a really good time. And so, if that sounds interesting to you, please consider joining. Uh, that is going to be on Subscribestar and on Patreon only, as Locals is just the keeper of the Frost level. But anyway, thank you all very much for your time, for your support, and for listening to this shout-out video. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless.